Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Killer Collab Podcast. As always, my name is Tony Deaf of Florida, Tony D. I'm joined to my far left, that's Chris Leto from Reaper Films. Howdy, howdy. What's up, dude? What's up? Yeah, long time no see. Yeah, my voice is a little far crunchy. Left. Far left. My voice is a little crunchy. I went to a party Saturday with like a lot of people and you talk loud. Oh, good. So what did it end at, like 8 o'clock? Yeah. What did it end, like yeah. eight, 8 o'clock at night? No, it ended at... Was I got home bingo? at like one in the morning. Actually, <laughs> do we call bingo parties now? Yeah. <laughs> and to my other left, we have Joe Davison. Hello, hi, hi, everyone. Hello, how are you, how are you out okay? there in land of listening? The land of lands. Land of land. Yeah. Land land. Land land. Land land. Larry's land land. Land land land. You are so high right now. You're high. I wish. All right. You don't share. I, bullshit. <laughs> you, say, you say no, I'm a loser. Well, I have edibles. And then you run away and cry. I have, oh, I don't cry sometimes. But we're, sometimes your stuff's too too potent. Yeah, that's what my <laughs> wife says. That's why we got four kids. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> we're here all week. Wah. Actually, just once a week. But anyway, we have guests hey, in the studio. AJ Constantino. Hey there. Hey. I don't know which one to wave at. Uh, the one right All of them. Wave at all of them. And D'Angelo Morero. Hey, what's going on, y'all? How y'all doing? What's Whoa, up? Whoa, that voice, man. Oh, yeah. It's just smooth. Like, like silk. Hey, guys, what's going on? What's How you doing? I've been told. I've been you get told. a lot of I feel like it's smooth now. Word. That's why anytime like... we have to record some kind of voiceover, I always put him in, and he's, nah. I don't know. When I, when I was growing <laughs> up, listening to the radio, they had Sunday Night Thunderstorm, and it was a voice like that, and it was like all R&B stuff. Yeah. It's like, you listen to Thunderstorm. That's a panty like dropper that. voice right here. Yeah. Oh, next. Oh. Like Key Sweat Radio. Right. Nobody. So, gentlemen. Yes, sir. You guys made a movie. What? What is that movie? Oh, shit. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, gentlemen. I'm talking to you guys on the couch. Oh, uh, yeah. On the couch. So, yeah, we made a movie called Black Forest. Black Forest. I'm going to link that in the description below, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, Black Forest, and also if anyone's in the Tampa area, it's playing in a film festival around here. So what's the festival? Sunscreen. Nice, nice. April thirtieth. That's a big deal, actually. Sunscreen. Sun- yeah, Sunscreen's a big yeah. festival. That's where we. Uh, that's where we premiere Crazy Lake. Yeah, I've played all my movies there. Really? And Tampa Film Network. Yeah, a film festival. No, nope. Gasparilla. Fuck. You are so high. Shush. <laughs> that's awesome. It, yeah, it's in St. Pete. Um, yeah. Yes. What is it? Uh, April thirtieth. April thirtieth. Yeah, Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. You you made Very good. Crazy Lake. Yeah. I might have been at that premiere. Was it in St. Really? Pete? Uh, yep. In two thousand. Like sixteen. Sixteen. Oh, I, I was there. Two thousand sixteen. I was there. Did you see it? Yeah. I Did was, you like it? Yeah. Good. Good. Uh, look at that. Look at we that. Made, we made <laughs> small world. Very small. He was one of the five people that saw that movie. Sure. That's <laughs> that's 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 we had two theaters packed. You came right. to the after party. Yeah, yeah. We, is that when we went to? Um, uh, wow. The yeah. German Opera restaurant. House. Yeah, the German restaurant. Yeah. Yeah, we had a we had a packed house in one theater, and they opened another theater just because there were so many fucking people that wanted to come. Fuck yeah. So it was cool. Fuck that, yeah. Though with yeah, Mar- I'm sure I had nothing to do with yeah, it. Yeah. It was all about you know all the other people involved. Yeah, Marvin was in it. Yeah. And Marvin Laviolette. Yeah, nice. what, Marvin's um, a good dude. Like sounds Marvin. like a hockey player. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> He's got a wicked slap shot. Yeah. <laughs> so look that. at those connections. No, no, um, wicked pizza. 
We're having a side conversation. You guys are over here all about you're trying to remember your past. <laughs> yeah. He's like, remember Bobby, the guy with the thing in the shirt? You wore that hat that one day. You wore that hat. Guys, How do you know Marvin? Uh, he's a friend of a friend. Uh, my good friend Linda is he's friends, with friends with him. So. Yeah. yeah. Very mafia answer. Very good. I know a guy. <laughs> he's yeah. with he's with me. I know I, a guy. I can't talk about my sources. <laughs> yeah. Well. So so uh, tell us a little bit about the movie. Uh, yeah, it's it's a horror movie. It's a romance horror. Romance horror. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's it's a horror movie. It's found footage. Um, basically, like a like a Blair Witch inspired, along with some other inspirations like uh, The Shining. Yeah. Uh, and, and, okay. And the the idea was, you know, you have Blair Witch, you have Paranormal Activity, you know, found footage movies like. It was the trend, but like the idea was kind of like, well, who who finds the footage? It's found footage. Yeah. So the movie follows a couple, and they're hiking through the woods, and they find a camera, and they're like, "What's this?" And as they start watching the footage, the found footage, the things in the kind of found footage storyline keeps on bleeding into the real life. Yeah. So it's kind of half found footage, half regular movie. That's cool. And kind of... Interesting. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Nice. Yep, yep. Tony made a found footage movie once. We did. We did. That's so great. I think it was only, called Finding Love. How did you guys shoot it? Did you did you shoot the found footage with, like, a phone or people holding the camera? Like a, high, like eight, a, a handy you know, cam? Like a 8mm? No, we used the same camera, but the idea was he was a vlogger. Yeah. yeah. So he had a what better kind, setup. And, what kind of camera was it? Uh, Sony A7S2. So a DSLR. That's what you use. That's what we shot naked camera campers on. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Damn, you're just like naming all your movies today. I got right. I got to pitch it. I got one coming out, man. I got to yeah. start. You did a movie? Show. Holy shit. Yeah. yeah what a <laughs> Cheerleader <laughs> Sleepover Slaughter. Sleepover Slaughter. I finished the rough edit. Um, you're a rough edit. This morning, actually. I got like two scenes <laughs> that we shot Sunday still, but pretty much <laughs> ready to go. Well, you just finished so sick, we're all making movies. That's yeah, dope. that's what we do here. Yeah, that, that is what. Yeah, is it? that is. Man, I mean, no. Joe does stuff. He yeah. does here and there. Joe, what have you done lately? Nothing. That's. <laughs> um, if you guys didn't know, he was on uh, Stranger Things. He did a couple movies. Well, a couple local couple movies. movies. He did a couple movies. Ten. You got ten, right? Ten. That's a couple. That's a couple. How many you got? Uh, that I made? Uh, <laughs> you want Stranger Things? Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. What'd you do on Stranger Things? Uh, nothing. They just had me stand in the corner for like one episode, and then <laughs> the next episode, <laughs> David Harbour used me as a sock puppet. Uh, no, he, you were the sock. Uh, on, right. I was the sock. That's what I'm saying. He used me like a sock puppet. Uh, <laughs> that's for his penis. Gross. Uh, yeah, I'm in five episodes of season two. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, Sick. I do. I'm a scientist. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. I get, a scientist I get, I get, with I get the big eaten clack. by, uh... I don't remember that. I get eaten by demi-dogs in an elevator. It's cool. Of course. See, he's course. In over here being humble and using yeah. stranger things. Yeah. yeah. A little humble or high. Same difference. Well, well, it was great, man. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. It was a good time. It was, uh... Yeah. I needed more of it. They shouldn't have killed me off. I told them that. Yeah. They can bring you back. Yeah, you no. piss off people. Well, so Harbor. <laughs> yeah, you pissed him off. Yeah. If you get enough like fan outrage, they'll bring you back. Like hashtag bring back. Oh, I wish. Scientists. I wish. Bring back thirty <laughs> scientists. Yeah. 
Yeah. So stranger so, things have happened. That's, well, that's good, a fact good pun. Of my life. Good pun. AJ, yeah. so what what made you want to like write this movie? What where did that come from? Oh yeah, you wrote this. Oh wait, yeah. another question. Um, so found footage. Did you actually have a full script, or did you kind of ad lib the actors? It and- was a full script, but we were very open to ad libbing. Right. But I and think improv, a little improv. I think like a majority really stayed true to the script. Right. In all honesty, like we we were open. There was a few actors that maybe improv more than others, but you know it was a little bit of a hybrid. But uh. The idea, well, the we wanted to make a movie for a long time, so we had a couple projects that we were working on, and it, you know, they kind of fell through, kind of didn't pan out. What's that like? <laughs> you know, I, used to that how, how long is the show? We can, yeah. But uh, I've always had, like when I was in high school, we made a movie. Two thousand eleven. I graduated ten. So close. close. (laughs) But like in probably 2009, we made like a really short film because there was like a high school film competition we always applied to called, and I made a short called The Black Forest Files. And I thought it was a cool, edgy name back then. Yeah, sure. It was a found footage movie about a group of people making a movie and they get killed. Then it didn't really place in the festival. We were upset, or maybe it got third place, I believe, and we wanted it to be first. Yeah, of course. So we remade it. And it was better. And then it was a fake documentary about these kids being ki- like killed in the woods and it was found footage. And I, I remember always discussing, like, wouldn't it be cool to kind of remake the same movie every couple of years, like the same theme or concept? Isn't that what Kevin Smith does? <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. And, <laughs> yeah, and it was like, just remake it and kind of see the evolution. So I you, I, we started writing the script. I don't know why, like, just for fun. Maybe it would just be a little short we made just to kind of... How, how long was it? It's like 72 minutes it Dang, ended up. That's a long movie. So yeah. Long. And, yeah. yeah we, almost a feature. I think it's got to be 75. Well, it, for festival, it's over 60. Yeah, no, over 75, 60. I thought. Yeah, 45. It doesn't matter. Just anyway, go shoot yeah, a pick whatever. up somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why we're shoot, like... Shoot and watch some, yeah, just people. go shoot some traffic and edit it in every, like, yeah. four minutes. <laughs> I think it's 74 <laughs> minutes, so... Just, yeah. One extra minute. Yeah. yeah, I think we're like somewhere yeah, around. Just there. extend the credit note. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. oh. So how how long was that process? Scroll really really long. How how long was that process from like writing the script and how long did it take to shoot? Um, so we wrote the script. Like the script was written in 2019. Okay. We were ready. We were just gonna let's just do it. Like nothing stopping us. We were gonna film it. Like I think the script was written June 2019. September 2019, we were ready to film. We had like locations what kind was your of figured out. Not much, like a shoestring budget, but it was mostly you just need people in the locations and maybe a couple props. And what's that like? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was just using our resources. Two or three days, maybe a week before we were ready to start filming, we had the actors. We were just going to do a guerrilla style, just go in the woods and mm-hmm. kind of film. Uh, you tell the story better of what happened on that fateful day of what we experienced. Yeah, so we we have this uh, trailer that we uh, we work out of as like our city, and behind the trailer is a wooded area. Um, it actually doesn't belong to the property, but it's connected. in the property basically. Connected. No fence, nothing like in yeah. between them. So we're like, we're just gonna film back there. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. Uh, we kind of you know the script worked. 
for it. We used our resources, so it was we had this area in mind. And we go back there, we start taking like some test shots, and <laughs> a couple with a baby strapped to a four wheeler in the front of it comes up to us and says that like it's their property, we can't film there. And uh, the baby was mean mugging us. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I've never seen anything like it. It's like uh, this setup, and this baby is in the front of it. The kick us out ornament. Yeah, basically, (laughs) basically, kicked us out. Um, Yeah. How far away from 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 your production trailer? It's right there. It's in the backyard. Did you say that to them? They're like, we're right there. there. They didn't trust us. They didn't really know us. Like. so that was described. I would have just went into the trailer and started yelling, but we're right here. This is And that's what we said. And, you know, it was discouraging. And I remember that day. I would have just been like, get the fuck out of here before I call DCF, motherfucker. If this is illegal. You <laughs> have a baby on the front of your four wheeler? Touche. Yeah. Oh. What the fuck's your problem? Well, where were you? We needed to. Yeah. Well, you didn't call me. <laughs> things like we were discouraged. We didn't know when to film. Kind of things started falling apart, and it almost turned into a movie where another project that just didn't happen. You should have made a movie about that yeah. fucking people yeah. on the four wheeler. <laughs> the worst part was I had the camera, and I didn't. I said, Why didn't you? you didn't yeah, it? I didn't record it, man. Yeah, that, that but um, gold. But anyway, yeah. So it was months, and then all of a sudden we're like, we don't have the time anymore to do it. And we kept on just going, okay, one day we're going to have time to make this movie. And magically the world shut down because of COVID. And we said, now we have the time to do it. And we called up the actors to see if they're still interested. They were all on board. Like, they were excited. They didn't know what was going on with it. And we filmed it over the summer of 2020, so like a year after the script. Yeah. And it took about, what was it, 17 days of filming, but not back to back. It was, it was spread out. We had to work with a lot of conflicting schedules. So sometimes yeah. we would have a couple weeks in between or a couple days. Yeah, and, that's what I hate about not having funding because you kind of have to bend to the yeah. schedule. And if you're just paying people, they're on your time now. Yeah. You, know? you can get a project done. Yeah. Day. And, you know, so we had to do some creative stuff. Uh, I don't think I would know what to do with 17 days. Yeah, I don't. Uh, See, I, I, I'm struggling at 25. Like, yeah. we shot crazy, like, in 14 days. Well, I we were all Frostbite. in one location. Yeah. yeah. I shot Frostbite in 14 days in a whole fucking Well, even state. with the 17 days, I don't think some of those days weren't full days either. Mm. You know, some were only, sh- like, short days, but it was 17 physical days. Like We had to work with everyone's schedule, so. Like, we couldn't get three people in the room at the same time, and we had to, like, film around someone and like insert that later. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, well, yeah. So we, we made it work and like it was crazy that everything came together, you know, for having no funding, yeah. barely any budget to pull that off was really Is that your first film? Yeah. So we didn't really do any shorts before then besides maybe like five-minute little comedy skits on YouTube, like, years and years ago, but Mm -hmm. no short film. We jumped right into a feature, which a lot of people kind of say, how, you know? Yeah. But we, uh, I mean, we wanted to polish that movie as much as possible. Like, Yeah, we never wanted to appear like a first film or, like, we we hadn't really done anything before, so. So, yeah, we had a... Where did you guys learn... All, all your stuff. How Where'd did you, you lo- learn how to make movies? No, I mean, like, seriously. Like, I mean, during the 17 days of filming Black 
scores pretty much. Okay, yeah, like, basically. Like, okay. we, we knew. That's your we, film school, yeah, making yeah, movies. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's what I was saying. Like, we, but if they never shot movies before, yeah. how did you... Like, I mean, just watching is, things on YouTube, and it's yeah. something we always wanted to do. So, yeah. like, we had basic knowledge. It wasn't just, like, out of nowhere. Hey, let's just get a camera. Like, right. yeah. we filmed weddings and different things. Oh, I knew how to edit. Man. I made little short films in high school, which I don't mm. even count as yeah. those as, like, no, short you can't, because no one else will. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's true. I mean, yeah, my first movie, I just like just yeah. figured out. Dude, how, I was just thinking. I just did it how I thought first. a movie was made, and we. My first it. movie. <laughs> two thousand. Yeah, mine was two thousand. Two thousand. Twenty-two oh, years. A long time. Yeah. Just in that aspect, I started in ninety-five. You look young. I am. I mean, you are young, but that's, <laughs> I'm one hundred and eight. It's incredible years. that you made it's a movie like twenty years ago. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean it was so much harder too. Like, yeah, we shot on an XL one. Yeah, the white, what, what, black and white cameras? No, well, they weren't black. Well, the camera itself. Was yeah, it was. White. Yeah, with a little red lens. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fuck yeah. It, fucking yeah. That's what I started on. Because like shoot. realistically, you couldn't shoot in the dark. Use a phone now, and it's like and yeah. that's kinda, oh, people dude. say it all the time, but realistically, you could. Yeah. 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 I started editing. That's how I started my career, like editing. I was an editor in school. And then I did radio and stuff like that. So I did editing and then I did radio, editing videos because we had a news program and um, an educational program in our school. Mm-hmm. Like we would have a full t- television studio. We did uh, well local football so games. So we weren't privileged enough to know, go right? to a school. <laughs> yeah, it was an inner was, city school. I had to learn on the I street. Just, uh, taught myself, man. Yeah, but you remember, I started on, I started editing when it was VHS, VHS, and then goes the one VHS. That's yeah, how I learned. Too, bro. Well, yeah, okay. that's how I learned how to edit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so that's where I learned. Yeah. So now it's totally different. I can't even use that education that I used back then to right. with now. I can't use any of my education I have. So I mean, the only thing I can really use is the white balance and cameras. Learning how to use a camera. That's the only thing I can translate into That's current. Important. Yeah, it is. But most cameras do the white balance for you. <laughs> so y'all shot the whole thing with this Sony A7S2? Yeah. And who graded it? Uh, I did. You graded it? What, what, what program did you use? Um, I just did it on uh, on Premiere, which we edited the whole movie on Premiere. Okay. Um, but I like to mess with DaVinci. I just didn't use it for this uh, movie. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of movie I'm uh, morphing to DaVinci. Same. I just cut this one on Adobe, but I'm trying to get I'm morphing over to, to DaVinci. Get the fuck away from me. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't edit. So he's like, I'll direct it and then <laughs> edit it. Here, you do it. And I don't like, mind editing. I just can't fucking stand it. Yeah. Going like back it. to the found footage thing and kind of, it's two movies in one. So I really wanted to color grade it and make it look different. different. Yeah, yeah. Um, because we use the same camera. So. Yeah, yep. we try to make those two movies, like, Have these are essentially feel. two movies, yeah. Right. Different aspect ratios for the two of them, different color grading, yeah, different right. filming style, because, like, we try to keep the actual movie, like, yeah. on tripods mm-hmm. or stuff. That's so it's cool. not handheld like the other stuff. Yeah, so. and yeah, and with the found footage stuff, like, I was I was going for, like, a more natural kind of feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you, you feel like you're with them, and it has a representation of natural world and then the other stuff for the film to have more of a stylized filmy kind of look. Right. Um, yeah. yeah, it was, it was fun. It was fun. It was a lot of grading, but yeah. And yeah. kind of going back, I feel like color grading is always like that. You're always like, this looks good. And then you get back to it and you're like, you know what? Yep. Actually it might look a little better like this. And you're just constantly changing it. But 
it was uh it was cool it was cool what's next uh good question that's what we get asked all the time yeah uh well we i think we made like what are your plans a conscientious decision to hey like at the end by the end of this year we want to have another uh project that we have on a back burner filmed um Um, not sure if it'll be completely done but we want to at least film so that way by next year we're releasing another film so like yeah i mean we have ideas in the bank but we're not really settled yet one idea was to maybe go back to that idea, like the movie that kind of fell apart, and try that and like retool no. it. Um, no, don't. No, just keep moving forward. Yeah, I've learned over the years that just you're gonna have a ton of projects that fall through, and or you don't, or that just aren't gonna happen. Yeah, and that's weren't the, meant to be. It's the yeah. project's fault, not yours. The universe yeah. doesn't want you to do that one. With yeah. that one, um, I think it was just a timing thing. Like, um, it actually worked better in a lot of ways than the one that we just did so the time frame might be better to do that now you know we never wanted to just like throw it away but just postpone it to a better time but um yeah and and like another thing would be like if we had even just a little funding from either outside sources or us figuring things out you know well that leads into this question what are you doing with this movie now what's your distribution route so we want playing at sunscreen. Yeah, we, we wanted to put in some festivals, kind of just get it seen, kind of have that experience because we've never, you know, yeah. this is our first time. We don't have experience. It really, everyone involved with the movie, from pretty much top down, they're really first time people. You know, mm-hmm. behind the scenes, in front of the camera, like maybe they have like a couple short films under their belt. So it's not like we have a a producer, or someone who's like kind of ushering us. So. We're going into the festivals. We have a couple ideas for either independently distributing it or maybe kind of reaching out to a couple distributors or seeing if it gets any attention at the festivals. You know, mm-hmm. so because we, we played at T-Buff, the Tampa Bay Underground Film Festival, yeah. a couple months ago, and we mm-hmm. won audience choice there. Yeah. So. Nice. Very yeah. good. Yeah, few nominations. Cool. Just yeah, be careful with distribution, man. Yeah, that's, yeah, that, that's what we're learning. Like, I, like I always say, the distributor's job is to rip you off, and your job is to not get ripped off. Yeah, seriously. Um, I think we've all I, I had guess, distribution nightmares, and uh, with me, that's why I'm kind of well. <laughs> this is a moment where we can kind of put it out there slowly, and then um, right now we're kind of figuring out the distribution thing. Yeah, like making I, sure that you know, it's articulated and planned. And I, I always know, like, they kind of tell you you should have that plan before mm-hmm. you film it. Our goal was, hey, let's just make a movie, you know, mm-hmm. and we'll figure that out. I always said during filming, too, like, my goal is, hey, if we can distribute it, get a lot of eyeballs on it, make some money off of it, awesome. But I also kind of saw it as, hey, now we can go to someone, a producer, someone with money, be like, this is what we made with a shoestring budget. And a lot of people tell us it does not look that cheap, you know. Now imagine if you gave us a couple, some money, you know. And mm-hmm. I always kind of saw it as using this to propel the next one, you know. And, and if we can make this one work and make <clears throat> some money off of it, awesome. Like, I'm not saying no to that. Now, what are you guys doing to fine-tune your craft? Like, are you guys learning audio a little bit more? Are, are, you, are, you, are you trying to get on other movies? Are you, are you guys trying to l- learn, like, from people who's been doing this for a while? Yeah, yeah. Like, are you trying to get on, like, crews and stuff? Like, like so, some guys get on crews being lighting or audio or, like, we make movies in low budgets, but we all have, like, different crafts, crafts that we could do, like, 
what some of us do lighting, some of us I do like editing. Yeah, you do. You do. It's very yeah, good. Shay, the chainsaw wood cutting. I'm going to origami. Yeah, yeah, I do origami for my daughters. And foil. Yeah. Yeah, we, we've been doing a lot of trying to connect with like other people in the area. Yeah. Like, even like doing this, you know, like we wanted to yeah, connect with everyone kind of doing film in the Tampa Bay area. Going to like we went to Sunscreen last year just to attend and meet people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and along the lines of we're still making video content. Um, so as a business, like doing stuff for other businesses, small businesses, we're doing a little bit of that. Um, and I'm I'm always I always have my camera with me, so I'm always taking pictures and um, just practicing any moment that we're not actually fully committing to a project. So. There's always things to practice. I feel like all that stuff is just practice. So whenever the next film comes by, we have a lot more tools in our artillery. And, yep. You know, we can polish that product mm-hmm. more and take everything that we've learned from this first experience and just bring it to the next one. How, where, how did you make your money for the first one? For uh, Blackboard? Honestly, we just funded ourselves. Oh, you used your yeah. money. I mean, realistically, we it's a couple locations. We had access. We found a place to film the woods. And it's really an apartment, and that's the big cost, you know, right there with like locations and like getting crew and stuff. But we worked with a very small crew. Some days in the apartment, it was only me and D'Angelo, and then the two actors, you know. Yeah. So just really money for a couple props. It, it really didn't. We had a lot of the equipment already, mm-hmm. so that I think that saved us. Yeah. And I think we mostly spent money on food every day. That's how we did a hundred yeah. tears, man. It was just me and Marcus. Shooting that fucking movie all by ourselves. Yeah. It, it was kind it's a of beautiful thing. So we do all our movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Mean, I'm the one man gang. I do fucking everything, and Sean directs. Like that's yeah. pretty much how it is. Yeah. And then we'll have somebody here and there helping move the lights well, around and stuff. But it was funny because when we were filming the found footage, because we did um all the found footage stuff, then all the kind of more cinematic stuff. We had a lot of people kind of helping us out in the crew. I mean, yeah. at most, by a lot, like six people max. Yeah. You know, but we had people doing boom poles, all these things, and then we're filming the more challenging stuff, and it was just me and him, and it's like, well, that's the, beauty, yeah. that's the beauty of indie filmmaking with no yeah. money, man. Like, it, yep. the yeah. movie we just shot, I had my script supervisor. I'm like, here, put the killer's uniform on because we need you to do this. Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, okay. You should put the killer's uniform yeah. on and kill somebody. <laughs> Make a lemonade, um, you know. Yeah. So, so whatever you got to do to get it done. Yeah. Well, what we usually recommend for uh, people early in their careers is try to get on as many sets as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, just network and get on as many sets and see what people are actually doing and how you yeah. like learn the craft a little bit more. And just learn how other people are doing. Yeah. You know? Do you have potential investors lined up for your next movie? Um, I. I've talked with some people. Um, Nothing like super concrete. We, we want to have the script before we actually go up to the people that have shown interest. Yeah. Or, or at least the solidified idea. Not necessarily a full script, right. but this is what we're doing. Are you interested in this? Because I don't want to start those conversations and then it ends up being something maybe they didn't want. Yeah. And also, like I said, well, we're new I, to this, so I've we learned, might be doing yeah. it wrong. Right. Well, what I've learned is that you, you know, you just you create your proposal, yeah, which is your synopsis, maybe your cast breakdown, um, location breakdown, that kind of stuff. You put that stuff in your deck or proposal, yeah. right? Uh, and a full budget, right? But make your budget out twenty days, let's say. Put all that in one deck. 
and then that's what you give your investor. Don't tell them you made a movie for fucking ten dollars. Yeah. They don't need to know that shit. If they want to look at your footage, they'll look at it. If they're interested in a movie that you have made, maybe made some money, they'll ask you. Otherwise, pitch them the script that you have or the idea that you have now. And don't tell them anything they don't need to know. Because yeah. unless they ask for it, don't tell them. Don't say, we made this for a shoestring. Just be like, we've already made a feature film. It's yeah. done very well in the festivals. Blah, blah, blah. Now we're looking for $500,000. We want to shoot our next movie. You know, the potential growth rate is blah, 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 because we feel we can get distribution for this and maybe make a million dollars on it at 500000 Something like that. Just from experience. Yeah. yeah. No, so, and, and that's, like, what we always yeah. look for is, like I said, we're new. We don't have experience kind of going to this next step. Yeah. And, like, getting all that kind of advice really is useful. And, you know, that's kind of we're open to that because we might be doing things wrong from people that have more experience doing it and hey let us know and like kind of yeah, let I mean, us give I, it that feedback you know i've met people have been in the industry 40 years and they still say the wrong stuff in yeah meetings. and i mean there's so many different routes too it's hard to know hey is this the right one is this you know yeah yeah not everyone's uh path is the same you know but um definitely i mean well, we, we've kind of sure. our that's definitely uh kind of our game plan yeah uh, but I can, I definitely like, hey, you, you have this all planned out. This is exactly what it's going to cost. So that way you're not yeah. just coming up with some phony numbers of what you need. But no, you, yeah, you, have, you have an idea of what you yeah. what and, you need. And that's been our kind of biggest hurdle from kind of going up to them, the people that have shown a little interest here there, is we want to be set on this is what we're doing. Because, like, you know, we have a couple ideas that we're tossing around, but, okay, this is, we know we're making this. Hey, if we can get a budget, awesome, we can make it better. If not... We'll do it on our own, but we're making it. Mm. And that's our kind of attitude moving forward. And you want to stick with horror? Uh, not necessarily. I, I I personally don't want to be pigeonholed in one genre, and I know that is kind of like a mistake. No, horror is the way where it's at, man. Well, I know. It's for low budget. Yeah, low budget. But it really depends on where the idea is. I Just the way I write, I think even my more straightforward movie concepts kind of tilt towards like thriller at the end of it that's just how i write and you know like i, I wrote a script that you know it's a high budget thing i kind of wrote it for fun but it's turned into more of a thriller type psychological horror and it's just mm. i how feel many like scripts that's, have you written i mean you know four ish of like here some are a little bit more developed than others i just constantly like to write I have a lot of ideas. Like, I have a list of ideas I want to write. Some of them I know, hey, you can't make that without having $10 million, but I'll write it for fun, get that experience. Maybe somewhere down the line it can get made or sold, mm -hmm. but that's just how I am. I always want to keep on writing. And, yeah, yeah. And then it does, you know, like the, the one script that I just wrote, it's kind of like my most polished script. Like, it's called Let's Join a Cult. And that it sounds like fun. Like yeah, you, you need like a. Let's join a cult. Yeah, is it like a how-to instruction? Exclamation point. Well, it's why do you need a couple million? I mean, to do it how I am pictured it, you could probably tone it down in some places. You need a lot of extras to make it right. You need some really good locations, and and that's really what you need, you know, to make it to give it that price. It's a lot of set design. Where I like an aesthetic, and for that aesthetic to be like fully exemplified like 
It would probably take a little bit. You got of some underground like Kali Ma things going on. No, but you need like a little. You need like a little commune. You need a lot of people to fill yeah. it, like extras. But like the idea was like, yeah, girl, she's going through her kind of quarter life crisis, and she starts dating her cult leader. And you know, that's my version of a romance movie to kind of go how it. Yeah. You know, I started writing this kind of romantic movie, but it always pivots to this psychological horror-type yeah. thriller thing. And Are there I some of, things you want to talk about? Like, I, I, I think feel so. like you're, yes. <laughs> yeah. I remember even with Black Forest, someone's like, who hurt you? Like, like, <laughs> Do you just need a hug? That's <laughs> <laughs> a way to, you know, get out your... Your demons or your whatever. Yeah. How could I see Black Forest without going to the Sunscreen Film Festival? We have a copy of it. Oh, you do? Yeah. We have a link they sent to him. Huh. Yeah. I mean, the you brand was right to watch it. I didn't even see the link. I saw it. Amateur. Uh, we can resend it. <laughs> but the plan is. No, I still no, I I have, have it. Have it. I had yeah. it on my phone. Awesome. Sorry. <laughs> it's all right. No, but for, uh, for for people that want to see it, where, where would they go to see it? Sunscreen, motherfucker. Yeah, you can uh, definitely watch it at Sunscreen. That is our only um, release right now. But after probably this film festival, we're going to put it somewhere for everyone who wants to watch it. What other festivals did you enter? Um, well, we did the T-Buff and, you know, um, a few others. You're just doing local ones? or We threw a couple... Uh, kind of further film festivals. We didn't want to go too far, too crazy, or obviously too big. Mm -hmm. But um, there's a few we're still waiting to hear back from. Like, I, okay. I think the most, the one that's coming up, I think first week of April, they're supposed to let us know. It's like the New Jersey Independent Film mm -hmm. Festival. You should put it in um, Tampa Bay Screams. They have a film festival. It's a film, it's a horror convention. They have okay. a, over off West Shore. It's in June, I think. I thought it was July. Is it, is it July? I don't know. If it's, it's either June or July. I think it's I June. Sorry, Sean. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, Sean. like your best friend. <laughs> They're on Film Freeway. Yeah, okay. And, uh, I'll definitely check them out. So like, that's where I've been. Yeah. I mean, that resource but that's right a convention there is, yeah. and a festival. Yeah, so it's, it's a full it's convention. Cool. So if you guys have, like, merch or anything, anything, you guys can come down to the... We do have shirts. There's a lot of has-been... I mean, um... There's a lot of actors there and uh, producers, directors, as yeah. guests. Joe's been there a couple yeah, times. I'm only, Are you going to be there this I, year? Well, I'm only invited as a second thought from Sean. Oh, really? Yeah, he's like, oh, yeah, Joe lives here. You want to come out? I can get you a table in the corner by the bathroom. <laughs> and I'm hey, like, you'll get yes. seen. <laughs> you'll get seen. Yeah, I know, and I can pee. In peace. That yeah. sounds like a good time. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. definitely fun. It's definitely fun. Yeah. Like every year, it's been fun. How how many years has it been going now? Oh, this is his sixth, I think, sixth, fifth or sixth. And we did two last year. Yeah, he did two last year, same year. So yeah, yeah. he's growing. Yeah, and uh, well, it's cool. It's fun. It's a good time to get out. Yeah, you guys should definitely uh, people. check that That's out. That's a great networking event. Yes. For yeah, horror so, people. Yeah, I mean, maybe you'll you check know. it out at Tampa Bay Screams as well. There you go. <laughs> yeah. There you go. I mean, not to like. Uh, I think I promote his shit more than he does. I think so too. Yeah, for sure. Well, he, he doesn't. Everybody I mean, he doesn't really. Yeah, everyone knows. He just shares on Instagram or Facebook. That's all he does. Sorry, Sean. Look, I'm, I'm not like you listen to this anyway. Yeah, advertising. <laughs> Post on Facebook, a girl yeah. with giant boobs. Yeah, I don't. I don't like. I don't. Stop. Yeah. Why? I love he, He's like, this is the only way I can get my things noticed. This is the only way people see it. Sex like, out? Well, if you keep. Showing the same thing over and over, people are just like, oh, I thought it was his girlfriend. I was like, dude, every picture is this girl. I was like, is he dating her? <laughs> he wishes. Like, yeah, who doesn't? 
Hey, that's my wife sex would sells. Sex sells. No, that's true. Hey, Chris, what, what's the what's the the, um, the methodology to make a movie? What sells? Sex gore. Okay, girls and gore. There you go. <laughs> so he puts that in every single movie he does. <laughs> that's not true. That's not true. I've made more movies where there's no nudity or gore or whatever. I can only think of one. I can't even think Which of one. Which one? Dead Residents didn't have any nudity or gore. There's nudity in Dead Residents. It's the snuff no film. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> it was the snuff film. Uh, you're right. We did have some nudity. <laughs> <laughs> it was wow. very memorable. So, <laughs> obviously. It was the first movie I had with nudity. Yeah. Oh, right. really? Yeah, I have no nudity in any of my movies up until Sorority. Um, I think scene. Why was is that, anyone? Was that a choice? Or yeah, you just couldn't decision. find a girl to do it? Or? No, no, I didn't want to put it in. Why? I want. I was under the stigma, like the stigma that I wanted to be. I want to be an artiste. Oh, fuck off! <laughs> I just wanted to make horror films where you didn't have to show titties, because everyone's like, horror films have to have boobies and gore. And I was like, no, the fucking comedy and gore. Yeah. You don't need titties in every movie. Right, sure. But now I got titties in my movie. There yeah. you go. Well, He's joined the dark side. Ever, ever we'll, see what, we'll see what happens at the drive-in. He's time. joined the dark side. Um, I think Seeing Evil. I think there was an annuity in Seeing Evil. Seeing Evil. I don't even know what Seeing Evil is. Oh, my other movie. Oh, my Scott God. Richard uh, Pryor. Yeah, there's no, there's no Richard nudity Pryor. in that. No, that's here. There's, there's, no no there's no I don't even think there's any blood in Seeing Evil. No, I Except the one the guy spits the blood out of his mouth. That's it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but everything else has tits and gore. It's such a great name, like Seeing Evil. There's no blood in it. Yeah, hardly any blood. Yeah, yeah. it's about a guy that gets hit by lightning and he develops like all these weird powers and shit that he can do weird stuff. See dead people. But he's seeing dead people. Yeah, and his. I've seen that. Well, I saw that. I saw that Tampa Bay Graves. Oh, you did? Yeah. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, it sucked. <laughs> yeah. That, that was the year that we uh, premiered uh, Dead Residents. Yeah, you can watch. Uh, what we got? Die, Die, Delta Pi, Seeing Evil, Dead Residents, and um, Dead Residents on Tubi TV and Plex. And Plex. Yep. Um, I think Seeing Evil's on Prime too. I think. I don't know. South of Central just got hit up by some dude from Roku. Nice. Did I tell you that? Yes. Yeah. You, you didn't tell me the, uh, the, the conversation. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You didn't tell me the rest of the conversation. Yeah. He, well, he sent me a message uh, saying you should put it up on this fucking channel on Roku. And I said, well, how does somebody get their show up on there? And he's like, well, it's got to fit our criteria and some other shit. And I was like, you reached out to me, bro. Um, I didn't pitch you, weird. bitch. Yeah. Like, uh, you came to me. My, website, that it my, works or if it my websites are already ready to go on Roku. So he came back and I said, well, here's the first episode. Give it a watch. And then he was like, I fucking love it. This is so hysterical. Blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah, blah. So, but then he didn't give me any instructions or an email address or a fuck you note. Like, I don't know what to do now. Now I got to go back and play fucking cat and mouse and be like, mm. now what do I do? <laughs> well, like I said, my distribution websites are ready for Roku ready. They're, they're already, like... They're already I, ready I, already? Yeah. I just need to get it populated. That's literally all I have to do, and it's on Roku. I just have to get at least 50, 50 films on it, and then I have my own Roku channel. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, Housewife Slasher is about to get put on Plex and TV also. There you go. I was trying to get my movie Rough Cut on there, and he said it was too graphic. I'm like, <laughs> you have naked cannibal campers on there. Like, yeah. This isn't even close. So we have a scene in the movie where a guy's got a sock on his dick, and he's jerking off. 
That was that's a little much. Ladies, that's a little much. You didn't even see. You didn't see anything. Though. Was it a small sock? Was it a no? Sock? It had like a banana in there. Like you, you didn't even see anything. And that is what he pointed out was too graphic. And I'm like, so the girl eating the other girl snatched that had glass and rusty nails in it. That's fine. That's cool. That's fine. But the dude well, drinking a banana. That's Hollywood, man. When is it? When I'm it just like, guy, when so it comes to the guy, they're like, no. Nobody wants to see a dick. Fucking yeah, guidelines are so Just dicks are so ugly. I show my yeah. wife mine all the time. She has nothing to do with <laughs> dude, it. Dude, don't watch Euphoria. Then. That shit's like full of dicks. Like, yeah. It's crazy. You oh, watch what that is, what show? is this? So there's yeah. a Westworld. Yeah. Westworld was too. There was dicks everywhere. Really? So there's like Spartacus. That's a new thing, man. What was the show? Yeah, Spartacus, the show. Yeah. It was all dick. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of titties you in, like in oh, yeah. Florida, too. <laughs> there's a lot of penis, too. Uh, well, that is a new thing. Equal opportunity. See, before, it was always like, boobs are sexy, dicks are funny. And now it's more like, dicks, dicks are, are making, oh. dicks are appearing in dramas and stuff now. And it's just, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you watch Dick Detective, too? That's my favorite show. <laughs> hey, guys. Let's go do some case solving. <laughs> Dick. His boss is like, yo, what you talking about? He's just like, fucking hammer. Like Jackass? You watch Jackass? No. Oh, my God. Yeah, so I haven't seen the new one. In that one. It was like ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. That doesn't know you're making puns, people. In Black Force, I said, I'm only, I'm, I have a I'm part, but it's only full frontal. You have new in Black Force? No? No, yeah. It's going to happen to me one day. I'm going to sign on a project and be like, oh, yeah, you're naked today. Like, oh. uh, <laughs> what? I don't remember that part. How much am I making? <laughs> I am. You better get a smaller double. lens. <laughs> you got to get the uh, get macro. Double. Yeah. <laughs> no, you get a wide lens so it looks yeah. bigger. No. It's gonna look like a. You gotta get a close up. <laughs> look though. like a pebble in a forest. <laughs> you gotta get a close up. With yeah. A, with a fish I need a telephoto lens and a fish eye. Yeah. So guys. Um, this gentleman has like eight different movies. How many movies do you have? I've directed nine, produced sixteen, I think. Wow. And Joe, you have ten. Uh, I think so, man. Yeah. I mean, what questions would you have for these gentlemen? And it's and we make them differently. Like, I yeah, they're very different. So different three thousand dollar features, and he makes yeah. million dollar features. So it's you can get both yeah. perspectives. Yeah. So, Sorry, so was, any questions that you guys have? Like, this is like the did you time. research us at all before you got here, or you just <laughs> flew in like not knowing shit? We just flew in. They're like, yeah, we don't give a good. Always <laughs> honest. Um, no, I'm Shut glad up. I'm glad you asked because I was wanted to ask um, kind of like distribution related questions. I mean, it seemed like you know you have a little knowledge base on it, mm-hmm. or a big knowledge base. Um, as far as like first small time, you know, we didn't, we didn't make our movie with much money. Like stop saying that. Should. It doesn't matter what, how much money you have. It's, yeah. It, it doesn't stop. matter. The project gets it's done because it's, it's a miracle that any project gets well, done. No, no, I'm only saying. Like, there's a movie right. called Tangerine that was what? $10,000 yeah. budget. And it was like up for an Oscar. I love Tangerine. So, no, I, I, I guess I was speaking personally, but I yeah. can go around saying that. Yeah. And yeah, I, I got that advice before. Yeah. So I do appreciate that. Yeah. Um, Just now, say I made a movie, motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. So so I thought you kind of hung up on money. Like, as long as you can find passionate people that have skill, you can make a movie look amazing for no money. It's yeah, no, a, I... It's just I, a matter of finding those people to bring on your team. My reason for asking was just mm-hmm. out of, like, you know, distribution with, like... There's less of a gamble with making money for no uh, like movie for no money. Right. So, like, what's a good route to go with that? With that knowledge. 
Well, I would, uh, and and the gamble. It's not necessarily less of a gamble for a movie with no money because a movie with no money also probably doesn't have a projectable ROI. Yeah. Return on investment, right? So the reason why I make a million dollar movie is to make money, right? Mm -hmm. you, the same reason you make a movie. You want to make fucking money. You it make doesn't a matter if it's a million dollar movie or a fucking $500,000 movie. The, the, the point is how do I make a return on this? So you have to hit up uh, distribution, okay? And the best way to go about that is talking to distributors. When you go to Sunscreen, you're probably going to meet a distributor. His name's Marty Poole, okay? He distributes a lot of stuff. Talk to him. See what he can do for you. Uh, that's about your only option is to look for distributors on your own or figure out how to put it somewhere that a bunch of people will see it. Because chances are you're not going to make any money on it. Not this one. Not the yeah, first yeah, right. one. Right? But that's okay. Get it out there. Put it on anywhere you can. Any, how, any way you can. And then work. use that to catapult your next film into getting some sort of budget. 50 grand, maybe. Yeah. You know? You guys crowdfunded? That, that was definitely the plan. No, we... Um, so I guess we had that same line of thinking, so I appreciate that. And that's kind of what I was saying. Like I always saw this movie as that stepping stone to yeah. make the But don't, don't say your don't don't call it like our first movie or our low budget movie. Oh, I am still really proud. And like the yeah, amount well, of work My point is yeah. when you go to an investor, I just had a meeting this morning with a with a billionaire because I'm trying to get two million for my next project. Oh. And <laughs> you know, He's asking me all these questions that I don't normally have to answer because when I get funding, it's usually a private investor, uh, you know, and that's what you want. You want a single investor who can give you your five hundred thousand or your million dollars and who will just step away from your project. But this guy seems like he's going to be a little bit more hands on. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm not. I'm not really open for that, but you know, we'll see what happens. You know, and he he wants, you know projectable ROIs and that kind of stuff where I've had other investors never ask me about that stuff. They just, cause I sit them down, they believe in me. I sell them my project. I tell them, this is what we're going to do. This is how badass we're going to become. You're getting more than just a film. You're getting a company. You're getting a startup company. You guys are a startup. You're getting a yeah. startup company. You know, we need 75,000 to make our next movie. Come on now at the ground floor, offer them a piece of the company Five percent, ten percent of the company overall forever in perpetuity, right? This is shit. If I had known this, I would have done this shit ten years ago. Then you can start building your company up. You the next film. All right, we need one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and you give them a little bit of the company, and everyone's getting a little piece of the pie until eventually you don't need investors anymore. Your movies are generating their own ROIs, and you're taking that money taking your profits and you're making your own films and then you keep going that would basically become self-sustaining at that point how long does that take i don't know fucking 20 years who knows it, five yeah. years a decade i don't know it really depends two yeah. years i don't know it depends on who you are depends but the, big, on the big thing is that when you're when you're approaching an investor the most important thing is you're not selling a movie you're selling yourself yeah so you got to you know that's what joe does he gets people to believe in him and that's how i've done it in the past in sales and you know, I've gotten a couple 
you know, I've made a couple moves for like 80,000 and you have to sell yourself to those people. <clears throat> They're buying you, not your product. Mm-hmm. So if they believe in you, you can fucking sell them anything you want. Yeah. And that's once they trust you and believe in you, that's you're in. So that's the main thing. Don't go in there. Hey, we got this great movie that we think everybody's going to love and shit. You tell you tell them about you. Yeah, like, because hey, I guess I'm a hustler. Yeah. I'll bust my ass. You know, I, how I many people are coming project. in their doors doing that same thing? Of course. They want you because you're different. Right. You know? yeah. That makes perfect sense. Of course. And as far as distribution in my with my stuff, um, I'm, my second movie I ever made was uh, called The Housewife Slasher. And this was back in 2012 where you could put your own movie on Amazon and they could rent it, mm-hmm. and you got like fifty percent of the profits. So I did that, and I didn't even promote the movie. I'm terrible at like marketing myself and my movies and stuff. So um, don't be like me. Be like him. Um, <laughs> but I was making like two, three hundred dollars a month just literally having the movie sit there. And I did that for probably six months, and then uh, a distributor approached me. And said, hey, we want to distribute your film. And I'm, I mean, this is my second movie. I'm all excited and whatever. So I'm like, where do I sign? So I ended up signing the contract for four years. And over that four-year period, I made a total of $321 over four years. And I'm like, I was making that in a fucking month mm-hmm. by myself. Yeah. Like, you know. Mm-hmm. So you just got a shitty deal. And, you know, and the distributor that I went to, I see a lot of people signing with them. And I'm just like, ugh. <laughs> they're not going to make any money. And it's sad that, that yeah. it happens. Um, and what we do now is my guy, Sean, that um, runs Tampa Bay Screams, we've made a lot of stuff in the past uh, couple years. And we will fund the movie. Our budgets are usually like $3,000. And once we finish the movie, we'll cut a trailer, we'll do an Indiegogo, and we'll raise like six, 7000 And we use that money to make another movie okay. and we just kind of do this cycle. And then we got a bunch of Blu-rays at the end that we sell you know, yeah. to whoever. Um, but it's not a bad process. You're making, you know, you're not going to get rich doing that, but yeah. you make but it'll get you the next thousand dollars and you can make another movie with yeah. it. Um, they but, can get you to the next movie and the next movie and then just, you yeah. know, just invest. But I'm at a point now where I'm kind of, after talking to Joe a little bit, I'm kind of <laughs> thinking I might want to get a little bit more money next time. So yeah. I'm, might step away from horror too, because that's literally I'm all not I've stepping made. away from horror ever. Yeah, that's I'm literally not, all I've made. No way, man! It's the only place to make the money and yeah. stay in in the. It is it's its own little niche, and I'll be happy just snuggled like a little fucking right. bug in a rug. Yeah, I love horror. horror and, and the horror community. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the yeah. horror community is like a yeah. cult, man. Like they will buy yeah. anything, watch anything, horror like anything. They're fans. Them girls got some titties, man. Where <laughs> comedies are just like. You know, yeah. you watch a comedy, you laugh, and it's like done. Yeah, they ain't no fucking comedy conventions. You nope. go, oh, let's go see fucking. Jim hey, let's Gaffigan. go to the drama convention. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> oh man, that's called the Shakespeare Festival. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, horror fans are. Yeah, I love no one like them. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And they're all cool. They all love just well, getting together and talking. And, you know, a lot of nerds too. A lot of nerds. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I can play my D and D and make horror films. That's the thing. If you're not making a five hundred million dollar superhero movie, then you should probably be making horror movies. Yeah, I yeah, agree. I agree. Yeah, it, it, I think it's the best ROI. Unless you you can do like you can do comedy and stuff, but you gotta have like a known actor 
and it, you got to market it that well, way. That's the problem. That's the problem. delivering that's comedy, yeah, on our level is like yeah, it's not sucks. Yeah. It's not no, you got to do something like a Super Troopers. Yeah, you yeah. Know, to make it work, really witty, funny. Yeah. yeah, dialogue. But they were uh, like a big established group too. The Brooklyn yeah, Lizard was established for a long time. Yeah. yeah, like they were big before they did Super Troopers. You kind of have to have that following to help yeah, push a comedy. Sure. Yeah. Well, they, well, they crowdfunded the second one, mm-hmm. Super Troopers too. So they literally. I mean, I think they raised a couple million. Yeah. They wanted it. Yeah, yeah. Even for, like, super, we're talking about Super Troopers, but they couldn't even get money for a sequel. Yeah. Know? Exactly. Exactly. The so, sequel was well, good. that's the problem, too, is that I've noticed. I didn't like the sequel. I, I, I've noticed with with producers and, and studios is that um, they don't understand. They really don't understand a suit who's pushing numbers for a feature film for a studio doesn't understand that because they had a successful first film uh, and they got a major following that they'll have a successful second mm-hmm. film because they're going to look at all the numbers and they'll be like, well, the movie cost $5 million, but it only made $8 million. And to them, that's not enough money. So you can't get your shit funded. For them to fund the second one almost immediately, it has to like make $100 million for them to look at it. That's impossible. Yeah. Well, in like the the story I always heard that like blew my mind was like Martin Scorsese when he wanted to make The Irishman, no one wanted to give him money, and he's like one of the, I know, you know, the biggest name directors, mm-hmm. and he was struggling to get money for yeah. that. It was an expensive movie, but still, like you would think everyone was. Well, well it's also the ROI. That's what yeah. they look at. Like, okay, I'm gonna give you ten million. What am I getting back? Yeah. Like, two. Like it's not. Well, it's parted me. Made. I don't know. Yeah, well, probably hundred million. million. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. You know? but, but you can't guarantee that. Well, yeah, true. Like uh, he had a lot of names in that movie. He yeah. had. Uh, but then you could be a fuck up like Troy Duffy <laughs> and make one of the best fucking movies, uh, Boondock Saints, yep. and then, then fuck up the hang, sequels. Hang up on the fucking distributor. Yeah, you know. But he also fucked up the sequels. Dude, well, that's because sequel. he couldn't get him funded after that. Yeah. He hung up on the fucking Weinstein's. Yeah. When they were going to distribute the movie, and they were like. I love that movie. Okay. The second one was yeah. awful. Oh, horrible. Awful. It's because he didn't have any money. He had to shoot that for almost nothing. Yeah. And Flannery is a is and even Redis are. Well, Redis is now expensive since he did um, uh, Walking Dead. Walking Dead, yeah. 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 Uh, Flannery wow. hasn't done anything. I mean, you had him for a, you, you had him yeah, ready for us. Yeah. The fucking financing fell through. Yeah. Mm. But, so. Yeah, he was in Dexter. Last, uh, last the most recent season, two seasons of Dexter. Okay, not the last one, the ones the original, the original. Okay, he played uh, uh, his sister went private investigator. He was like the owner of the mm. PI firm. What was that so. experience like getting someone that's a little bit more established? And I, I'm sure there it's difficult, and you got a the story with Sean Patrick Flannery. I had a script for a Jack the Ripper movie, and it was a such a badass script. I was so excited. And I felt like he would fit. There was like a detective role, and he was kind of a drunk detective type guy. And for some reason, he just popped in my head. So I went on IMD Pre Pro and found his Manager manager's yeah. email, and I emailed the guy yep. saying, Hey, I got this, this, and this, blah, blah, blah. Literally five minutes later, I got a phone call from his fucking agent. I'm like, That's how IMDb Pro works. That's what it's for. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. five minutes after I sent the email, I'm getting a phone call. Uh-huh. I'm like, 
what the fuck? Like, I was so unprepared. Yeah. But anyway, I started talking to him about the project, and I sent him the script, and, you know, Sean read it, and the guy messaged me, or called me a couple of days later, and he said he wants the role, but he wants to play the guy that was supposed to be Jack the Ripper. And I'm like, no, he can't have that role. I said, that was role spoken for already. For I said, her. I really envisioned him to play the detective. Who you have the Ripper? Um, um, Will, um... Smith? The guy that passed, like, <laughs> off himself. Uh, Will, he was a local actor. What the fuck is his name? Oh. Will Hayes. Yeah, I have Will Hayes as the lead. Anyway, so he wanted to play... Over Sean Patrick Flannery? Yeah, well, Patrick Flannery, like, fit this freaking role. I wrote it with like, him perfect. Yeah. I didn't write the script, oh, but, okay. but when I read the script, he popped him. in my head for that role for some reason. Well, you didn't get him either, so... Yeah, so I got him. He, you know, he wanted the role. Yeah. We agreed on a number, and uh, uh, two weeks before shooting, we lost our budget oh. and some bullshit. I don't know. Yeah, well, yeah I, I was wondering... Because I was, it sucked. I have IMDb Pro, too... And I know if you reach out to some megastar, they're not answering. But I always was curious. You never know. Yeah, you got to do send an email. You might get a phone call. Yeah, yeah and that's, that was like always on my mind. Like, does that ever work? It depends yeah. how hungry the person. Yeah. I mean, yeah. obviously, well, see his what they're client doing. was hungry for for a role because he called me in five minutes. Yeah. Well, well, see, you got to you got to look at their page and see if they're in pre production, if they're in post production, yeah. if there's a gap in like if they're not working on anything right now. No, they'll probably get right back yeah. to you. And that makes sense. And you got people like Robert Lasardo, Eric Roberts, people like that. Like, yeah, Lasardo was just in the Jobberts movie that was like a twenty thousand dollars. Well, budget. you see, yeah. like sometimes uh, A-list stars, and they're in like a, a right. half a million dollar indie yeah, sure. budget, and it's like, how did that? Chris Evans is still yeah. doing that. Chris Evans is doing those low budget stuff still. He, he does a lot of that indie stuff. So does uh, Scarlett Johansson. She does indie stuff yeah. too. Um, so, I mean, it really just depends well, on what you're doing. Disney, you probably don't have a choice. Well, well. Yeah. yeah. But, um, but there's a lot of actors that'll do, like, passion products. Yeah. Uh, passion projects. And so you gotta, you know, you gotta look at, see what they've done, see what their interests are. Like, you never hurt to reach out to them and say, hey, I got this project. Here's a script. Tell me what you think. If you want to be in it. Mm-hmm. The, the worst they can do is oh, say, say no. Or yeah. not reply. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, it doesn't hurt anything to just... You know, reach out to whoever you think fits any yeah. criteria. That's what, like I said, that's what IMDb Pro is for, so we could actually well, coordinate. Some of us have personal managers, and they do that for us. Wow, hoity-toity. <laughs> yeah. So I, 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 I don't have to do that shit no more, man. Lifestyles. <laughs> that's why I got Savini. Sorry, I called I Savini. Yeah. I got his number. I was on Danford's movie Web of Darkness. Mm-hmm. Savini was in that. And I was on set, and I was like, yo, let me get your number. <laughs> and he was like, what? I said, give me your number, man. I got a movie coming up. And he was like, all right. And you didn't do that with Dean Kane. I, I got Dean Kane's number. What are oh, you okay. talking about? Why is he coming on the show? That's what I'm saying. Oh, I haven't asked him. Oh, okay. Well, you got to ask for <laughs> business, Joe. Yeah, he just did a movie with Dean Kane, a Christmas movie. It's fun. So far. Yeah, he was great, man. Yeah. He was a nice dude. Nice. I, I, I had more fun with... Um, Steven Gonzalez from Breaking Bad, though. Yeah. He was fucking funny as shit. Yeah. Did anybody see Batman? No, not yet. We were just talking about that on the way here. How'd you feel about it? I really liked it. No spoilers. Yeah, Yeah, I really liked it. We're trying to do spoilers on this show. Uh, (laughs) I think I need to sit on it. Since it's so fresh, you want to say, like, it's... Was it what you expected? Yeah. It was? To an extent. 
I did not expect a I expected a man like Cal beating the shit out of him. I heard. That's what I yeah, expect. That's what you expect, but well, that's I, not I, what you're going to get. I, I expected Neil Noir to take Yeah, Texas. I, I yeah. heard that going in. It's very Zodiac 7 inspired, so I kind yeah. of. Yeah, that's why. From the trailers, that's what I expect. To, I think. Bruce Wayne is in the movie for like maybe fifteen minutes. If that, that, that yeah, that's a three-hour movie. That's yeah. all you get. Like well, it was Batman. Well, he's detective. in the movie all the, the whole time because well, I don't know if you know this. I mean, out <laughs> <laughs> of costume, Batman. I know. Is but you said no spoilers. Like, so, out of oh, but, but knowing Batman is the greatest detective to ever. Yeah, of course. That's, that's literally the movies are never. now they are. Now they are. Wait. You mean to tell me that Batman's a better detective than Columbo? <laughs> That's what you're watching, dude. You're watching Columbo in a, a Batman, Batman costume. I'm fucking serious. And, and better I'm, than... And I'm not mad at <laughs> Angela Lansbury, though, she, she's Batman's the real T. She's the real T. No, she's the real T. It, yeah. it was a good movie. It was beautiful. Like, yeah, Oh, yeah. That's right here. Gorgeous fucking movie. Yeah. I feel like they wasted Catwoman... Always. She was kind of like... Well, she's always a secondary like a character. She's always a secondary thing that they didn't really... But look what they did when they, when they gave her a, a movie. Look what happened. Yeah. <laughs> and, there, <laughs> and there was no real, like, impactful scenes. Like, in Dark Knight, you had the opening bank robbery yeah. scene. You had the party scene. How you got these scars. They had, you know, when he's in the truck with the bazooka. Like, all these cool... Yeah, impactful well, scenes, but it wasn't set as an action anything movie. Anything like that. Yeah, those are action movies. This was a detective movie. And I don't know if I'll ever watch it again. I mean, it was good. I liked it a lot. Yeah. What's Harrison Ford? I just Ford don't think I'll watch it again. Uh, Blade Runner. <laughs> no idea. He's a detective in that. Yeah. Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. It's basically Blade Runner with a Batman costume. Not All right, well, that's kind of cool. <laughs> that's what I'd like to see. Yeah. yeah I'm flying through the city for. Neon signs and shit? That'd be fucking... Now, do you, do you still like Harrison Ford in that? Nipple way. Uh, yeah. I was excited to see Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman. Yeah. I liked her. She was good. She's just... The character, like... Well, she was... Like I said, Catwoman's always secondary. They yeah. can't make her primary anything because yeah. of... It gives that bad, bad stigma from the Halle Berry movie. Well, I wanted her to wear the goggles, and she didn't. And it's just kind of like a... She was front and center in this movie. I didn't like that. Yeah, that was a lot hat thing she was wearing, the mask. Oh, now, was she better than the Anne Hathaway one? Yeah. Uh, How about better yeah. than the Michelle Pfeiffer Yeah. One? I didn't like that. The Michelle Pfeiffer like or the Anne, Anne Hathaway? Hathaway. Oh. Let me tell you something. I had that I'm a big Anne Hathaway, Hathaway fan, fan, but I'm also a big Zoe Kravitz fan, so yeah. I'm kind of... Yeah. I'd say they were equal, I guess. I don't know. It's Ooh. just different. Like, they're the, the movies are so... Different. It's hard to compare. You can't compare anything. Yeah. Because it's so different from all the other Batman movies. Like, I was trying to think of, think like, a, a comparison to The Dark Knight, and I'm like, they're yeah. really... You can't. Yeah. You can't. Well, because, like I said, those are action movies. Yeah. The Dark Knight was more... That's like trying to compare the Judge Dredd movies together. Yeah. Right. Like, which one do you like better, the Stallone or the Carl? The Stallone one. The Carbon. Uh, I think the Carl. Oh, I think it was more brutal. You like the Stallone one better? Yeah. That's like fucking. That was more like, like a fucking shot of heroin, <laughs> and then made a movie. <laughs> I think that was very comic booky. But the Carl Urban one was like, yeah, like brutal. Like I loved it. Like I loved the Carl Urban one. It was just it more. It was like the raid, but with raid? Judge Dredd with raid. a helmet. <laughs> yeah, it was the raid with a helmet. And yeah. really big shoulder pads. Yeah, wasn't he like going up a skyscraper? Yeah, yeah. It was inside fucking a, raided, he was like inside crazy. a community. It's a crazy ass movie. Did you guys watch the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Yes. No. 
I've heard mixed things. Ugly girls gore. I, I think they're. I, I think I, I, I mean ugly girls galore. We're going back. To this. We're going back to this. Especially <laughs> that we have every week. Every week, yeah. So they got. I think what they're That's doing a, now is, I like horror, a frumpy girl. is they're getting ugly girls and upping the gore factor on. Because you know what you get with it was gore. So, so you want to see them killed. The Text Chainsaw Master, the new one, was gory as fuck. Yeah, yes, it was. And the girls were just ugly and kept all their sweaters on. And yeah, well, you I, know what you get when you get a frumpy girl. What you get a you get a, a girl, girl that tries. Well, she, she got a little bit more to hold on to. Yeah, she got big old titties. Those are always good and fun. Mm-hmm. But you get a girl who, like, when you're done, she'll like want to also have pizza. Yeah, that's and you true. don't have to like that's be true. like, I'm gonna go eat pizza and she's like i cannot do that i mean when i'm sitting there watching it with my fiance and she says i'm sorry these girls are ugly in this movie <laughs> maybe your girl's got like, bad taste of that women. should tell you something <laughs> i mean look yeah. at her choice of men but <laughs> no but Funny. going back to the movie i think like i just could not stay interested in it like in what it, it touched Chainsaw Massacre. Like, I just yeah. could not, like... Because it wasn't interesting. It was about Leatherface killing people. Yeah. Which is what I want to see. Yeah. The same thing I mean, I thought it, but, like, the story was just awful. Like, who cares? You see, wasn't killing anybody? <laughs> I just couldn't pay attention. I was just, like, that's your problem, and just... How, how much time was in between kills? It's like Halloween Kills. But yeah. Now one. that's going to factor into it. it yeah. Like, it, Halloween it, was it, fucking Michael Myers killing everybody. Yeah. And, and when I see... When I pay to see a Halloween movie... That's yeah. what I want to watch. No, absolutely. Michael Myers hacking people up. Yeah. And that's what Texas Chainsaw delivered, man. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I'm really not like big on remakes and shit, but yeah, I kind of liked it. <laughs> Other than the ugly girls. <laughs> no, I like I like the gore part. It was I, great I, gore. In that movie. Yeah, it was, it was good gore, but like everything else with it, just yeah, it was I, terrible. You just yeah, it was awful. But I'm not watching Texas Chainsaw for the plot. True. It's true. Just like porn. Yeah, porn. Are you watching for the plot, or are you watching... Some of the storyline. P&V. There's a plot? Exactly. (laughs) Oh, no! Yeah, well, I don't know. I watched one pretty interesting about Pool Boy. You know, I don't know how he kept losing his net, but (laughs) she was going to help him find him. How is she going to pay for that pizza? Yeah, Yeah. pizza man. Yeah, exactly. Her sink's broken again. Her best friend from next door (laughs) needs to come over to borrow a towel. Because her her shower broke, but she's in a towel. That's some real drama. Yeah. I need to borrow a towel. My shower broke. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, how does this girl not have straight A's yet when she's banging all the teachers? I'm uh, sorry. I have so yeah. many A's. I don't get it. I don't know. But You yeah. have an A for ass, Shelly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and how. I just finished Vice Principals. Have you ever watched that? Is that no. a porn? It's on HBO. Um, <laughs> it's got Danny McBride, and it's about these two... He's hit or miss for They're me. like assistant principals, and Bill Murray, right at the beginning, is retiring. And so they each want the job of principal, and they hate each other. Mm. So they end up hiring this other lady and bringing her in from some other place, and they're pissed off. So they team, up, they team up to like <laughs> get her out, and it's yeah. pretty fun. So how many assistant principals do you need? I don't know. Two. I guess two. My school had like five. Really? They had five assistant principals? I believe so, yeah. Dang. It seems a little excessive. It really does. It really does. So that's a lot. It's a, it's a lot of budget too from superintendents. Like how, how much these pay these people? I order you to talk about budgets of school board now. <laughs> and I have like, no a lot of budgets with it. You know what? No, but they but they wonder why these schools are so underfunded. And you guys were complaining about how yeah, my school had a television studio. But yeah, well, you went to Hoity Toity fucking. School. I did not. I went to Atlantic City High School. We were that in the, sounds yeah, amazing. That sounds fancy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
it wasn't. It, it just benefited from those taxes that came from the casinos for a period of time until they folded. But yeah. bankrupt. My high school name was Lake Weir because it was named after this lake. Called Lake, lake Weir. Weir? Yeah. Yeah. You know, my high school horrible. called Lato High School. That's kind of crazy, right? Lato. Yeah. Middleton. Yeah. Tea Springs. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Lato. Falcons, right? Falcons? Lato from Lato. Falcons? I think that's what they yeah. are. Yeah. Oh, okay. Since, you know, we talked about everything from making movies to high school. To the Pinellas County school budget. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn so budget. Next week when we talk about the uh, road work that's going between Park and 102nd. Speaking of, when are we finishing I-4 anyway? How about Overton? They've been fucking building Overton for yeah. Well, to the, everyone out there in our podcast land, Olberton is a long road that goes through our entire city that's never been f- fixed. <laughs> We've been working on it for 20 years. Pretty much. Yeah. Damn shame. So on that note, ladies and gentlemen, thank We're you for joining about- us at Killer Collab Podcasts. Joined with AJ Constantino, D'Angelo Morello, Chris Lato from Reaper Films, and Joe Davison. As always, thank you for joining us on Killer Collab Podcasts. Have a wonderful day. Stay happy. Stay healthy. See you next week.